You guys ready? Huh? You know what Wednesday nights mean, right? What? Just kidding. <laughs> this is our Wednesday night equip. That's right. And for the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about how to live an authentic life. And we know how important that is. So take out your Bibles, take out your notebooks or your notes. And remember, tonight we're going to just, we cannot expect to live life without the Holy Spirit. There is no way that we can navigate through life without the God-given GPS, the Holy Bible. And that's what we've been talking about for the past few weeks, about the authenticity and history of the Bible. And, you know, as we, we continue to explore what it means to be authentic, for the next two weeks, that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn how to live an authentic life. Okay? So, being a part of our Wednesday night equip means training. Now, I don't know about you. But training doesn't always mean you're going to be comfortable all the time. Okay? You got to put in some commitment. I know a lot of you worked all day today. You got to put in some time, some effort, some energy. Maybe some of us are tired. But we come to a place and we say, okay, Lord, here I am. Equip me. So that's kind of what our Wednesday nights are focused towards. Equipping the saints to do the work that God has asked, purposed us for. Right? I remember in high school, I ran cross country. Now, did I enjoy the scenery? No. Did I enjoy working an extra three and a half hours after I went to school all day? No. But I had a reason and I had a purpose. See, I have a passion for basketball. You guys know this. I am a basketball player or was. I had a passion. So my purpose was so that I wouldn't ever sit on the bench. See, I wanted to be an active participant of the team. I believe that in order for me to do that, I had to equip my lungs. I had to run. I had to get in condition. I had to commit to something and doing something so I could train myself to never pass out, never get tired, that I could be able to start and finish. See, we don't train for the starting of the race. We get ourselves equipped and we train ourselves so that we can continue the race because on those moments where we want to say, I'm done, that's when training comes in. That is when you say, that's when you are equipped to get past those battles. You are equipped to say, okay, wait a minute, I can, I can go one more. So we train ourselves. And because I believe that the body of Christ We are not made to be bench warmers. We are made to be active participants of the team. Every single person has their gift, has their purpose, has their passion, all created to be part of the body of Christ. And in order for us to really live out loud what it really means to be Christ follower, a reflection of Christ, we better be able to get equipped, to train, to commit, 
to put in some of that time and that energy, sacrifice, because the end result is where the rewards will be. Now, the only time I would end up sitting on the bench was if I allowed my flesh, you know, when I fouled out, you know, and I allowed my flesh to make the decisions because I, my physical body was ready to play. But see, I had attitude. And a lot of times our attitude or our flesh takes over, and that's when we get in trouble. So we want to equip. We want to get trained. We want the Lord to give us the tools so that when it comes to the point where we say, oh, man, no. We can say, yes, can. Can. So with that being said, thank you for being faithful to coming to our equipped services. And if you notice, I'm not wearing <clears throat> the usual <clears throat> excuse me, attire. If you notice my shirt, <clears throat> sorry, um, it says, read, write, apply, repeat. Okay? These are the shirts that we gave to our 48 youth students that completed the 30-day challenge. I know. Now, part of the 30-day challenge was to not just create a habit, but to see, let them see for themselves and experience God for themselves. See, when you experience God, that's when you know this is real. Because you, you have a changed life. You have direction. You see God working because this is alive. He is alive. And so with that, we, we challenged our kids. And I got to sit around with my group and talk about some of the results and things that they went through. And we took them up to KMC to go bowling as a celebration of their completion of the 30-day of the challenge. It was a lot of fun. And so I was talking with a few girls. And they were talking about how, wow, you know, Auntie, a couple times I wanted to snap. But I had my devotion. I just did my devotion. I thought, oh, man. And it came to life. Like, I read one thing, and all of a sudden, I could use it. I said, that is called the sword. That is what we are given to defeat the enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So these kids get to experience this, and we're talking about it. And, and I said, you know, let's go. let's go grab some ice cream. So we go into the store. And I asked the, I, I grab a small little thing of ice cream, ice cream cups, and I asked the attendant, oh, is there a spoon for this? And she says, oh, yeah, in the back. And so I'm searching, and one of my other friends, we're, we're looking, I said, I don't see the spoons. I said, sure, go ask her again. So she goes, and then she comes back with this look on her face, and I said, what's the matter? And she's like, um, the lady, you know what she told me? I said, what? She said, this is not one restaurant. You like one spoon, you got to buy one. Right? Right? I was like, what? So, so I'm walking towards the counter with my ice cream. And this is all kind of happening in my head in a split second. I was like, ooh, what? You know, all these things happening in my head. And for a split second, the Holy Spirit said, are you willing to pay the price for what's about to come out of your mouth? And I looked, and there are these girls <clears throat> just like taking notes in their head. Because <laughs> I just told them 
This is the word, the sword. You can defeat the enemy. Big trips. And I was, I was like, oh, man. And this is all happening in the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is what the Lord said. Are you willing to pay the price? See, because if I led with my flesh, the bunny, what would happen was those 30 days would mean nothing anymore. Because they're watching us. If I want to be an authentic Christian, I better walk what I talk. You know what I'm saying? And so here I was like, oh. And I went up and said, oh, so um, no more spoon. And she goes, no. But, you know, you can just grab one hog and dogs and get the stick. And you can just eat them like that. I said, hey, good choice. Good choice. I walked back and said, thank you, Lord. I put down the stuff. Walk out. I, 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 we pay for it. We walk out. And you ever had those moments where you say, oh, they're lucky I know Jesus. Right? It's not good, guys. It's not good. Okay? Because we are the blessed ones to know him. And as I thought about that, because I used to say that a lot, especially with my kids. Well, you guys are lucky. I'm saved. I'm the blessed one that I'm saved and that we get to share Jesus with others. I cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. I don't want to do anything without the Holy Spirit. So tonight, before we even open our Bibles, let's welcome him tonight. Lord, we thank you that we get to come and be filled. And it's not just Wednesdays, it's every day. Thank you for sending your helper to help guide us and direct us. So tonight, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit come fill this place, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, open up our hearts to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever heard the saying, this is fairly recent, just do you. Yes? No? Okay. There's a saying that goes, just do you. You know, no worry, just be you. Just, no worry about nobody else, just do you. And it's a fairly popular saying because the intentions are great. You know, what you see is what you get. The intentions behind it is don't let the, anybody else bring you down. Just focus on you. And as I thought about that, I always think, I don't like do me. Me is no good. If I'm leading with me, the results may not always be good. Maybe it will sometimes, but it won't always be. So learning to live an authentic life, we have to learn to put the spirit first. And that's why it's so important, not just Wednesday night equip. It's not just Wednesday night. And this is something that we tell our kids, see, Read, write, apply, and then repeat. It's not just for those 30 days. It's every day that we get to do this. Why not? Why would we go through life guessing, right? When we have everything right here. And so in order for me to live out loud that I must practice it. I got to apply it. I tell the kids, you can read and write all you like. That's what you do in school. But what if you don't, but you have to apply it in order for it to be put into action. 
see for the next two weeks, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to learn and we're going to discover that and how we're going to be putting those things into action. But figuring out, wait, where am I? What am I doing? And how do others see me? You can turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. And I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> and this is what it says. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. What if I wasn't prepared to take my thoughts captive? See, we get lots of thoughts. But if we don't take them captive, then we allow pride to come and pride will lead. That's where our flesh is. That's where our self is. Because we will justify every single thing. You ever get in an argument and you want to have the last word? You justify your reasons and you will think of every little thing so that you are right. That's pride. And when we lead with pride, what happens? We fall. The word says. What if I just showed up game day without practicing? What if you just showed up without even being equipped to know what you're doing? Wouldn't be good. The results would not be good. In my house, we have six mirrors. I counted them yesterday. Six mirrors. I mean, I do have a six-year-old daughter, so it makes sense. I have six mirrors. I know where they are. I know how to get there. But if I'm not standing in front of that mirror and there isn't some sort of light, I will not see my reflection. See, we know who Jesus is. We know how to get there. We know what to do. But if we are not aligned with him, we will not reflect him. So how do we do that? This right here. This is where it's at. You get yourself adjusted. You get yourself aligned. And you can stand in the alignment of Jesus Christ so that you can reflect him better. If I'm not standing in front of the mirror, I cannot see myself. And if there is no light coming in, there's no reflection at all. And that's where Christ comes. If I want to reflect him, I need to know where he's at. I need to align myself with him. See, if I just trained to start the game, like I said, I would never be able to finish well. And we train for those moments when those battles come up, when they say, it's not on a restaurant, you got to buy your spoons. Those are the times, let me tell you, it may seem small, but the enemy trains for these moments. Because if we can, we allow one slip and another slip and another slip, it just becomes easier just to walk in your flesh. Train is sometimes uncomfortable, it takes commitment, it takes energy, it takes time, it takes perseverance. But you will be able to finish well. And in those moments where you feel like you're about to quit and you just can't do it anymore, that's where it comes in. I always enjoyed training my leaders because I'm a very visual type of person. And they kind of named me the Xena warrior. 
because the way I would talk to them, because I, would, I don't fool around, right? I try to give illustrations. It's like, guys, if you are not prepared for battle, and they're like, oh, okay. I don't like you on my team, plain and simple. I don't want to go into battle, and you don't know how to use your sword. I don't want to go into battle if the people next to me, they don't even know how to use their weapons, right? We are coming up to our camps and we, and that is, I mean, the enemy just, oh, the attacks that happen before these kids go down and experience the Holy Spirit for themselves is unbelievable. So I always try to prep our leaders to get ready for battle. Be in the word. Put on the full armor of God. Be prayed up. Know that we're going to walk in the spirit because we will fail if we walk in our flesh. So whenever I'm speaking to kids, I always use the message translation. So I'm going to reread that scripture. Okay, but I'm going to read it out of the message. I just want you to pay attention to how it's been written. The world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world does not fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing the entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Oh, talk about like on pep talk. I love this translation. They get straight to the point. They let you know, you know what? The world ain't fair. Don't even complain. Don't even start about how unfair it is. We already know. And they will play dirty. But we don't play that way. See, we are given tools to demolish what the enemy has. We are given the tools to take down every single thing the enemy will ever try to trip us up. And it's right here know how to use it. It will come to those moments where we say, okay, well, well, what do I do? What do I do? Pick up your sword and fight. They are God-powered tools. God-powered and structured in, in the life of Christ. Ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction. So that we can build up lives of the obedience into maturity. We want to be mature followers. We don't want to stay the same. Why would I want to stay the same? I need to change. I need to turn away. I need the Holy Spirit to lead me, help me, because I cannot do it on my own. And we weren't created. We were not created to be bench warmers. If you are satisfied with warming the bench, really? No. Get off the bench and be an active participant of the team. I want to be the team that everybody wants to be drafted to. I want to be the team that when the world sees us, they say, I want 
that. Not, oh, I don't like that. They're all fake. No, all they like is my money. No, they this and that. They will only perceive what they see. And a lot of times they have it wrong. So how are we living? I don't want to be the same. I don't want, I want to change every day. I want to change more and more so that I can reflect Jesus Christ. And I cannot do it on my own. We need his help. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit. Because he knew. Why do it on your own? I'm right here. You know, a, a few weeks back, uh, we had a, a good friends of ours that got married out country. And I have family out country. And so, let me just tell you what I had expected. Um, I'm not... My brothers, my dad, my, 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 that side of my family, they like to hunt and eat what they catch. And I don't eat those things unless it's store-bought. I know it just tastes differently, and I don't like it. Regardless of our last illustration about the dog food, I don't necessarily eat just anything, okay? So I had this assumption that um, was going to have some wild stuff there. You know, they like, last time I was out there visiting family and friends, they served, tried to serve me goat, and no, that wasn't going to work. So I had already had this assumption. So I told my husband, we've got to stop, and we've got to take some food for me to eat. He's like, no, that's rude. No, they, they understand it's me. They understand. I just go hide them because guarantee going to have stuff I don't eat. That's what I was thinking. So then we, we go and we drive out there, and we're looking at the instructions that were given and we cannot find this place to save our lives we cannot find it and we're like what so we're looking at it again we're like what so we called our friend who was at the wedding and said where are you these are the instructions that he gave us okay keep on going down the road you can pass the rubbish dump on your right take the first dirt road on your right just keep on going you're gonna be going through um macadamia nut farm just keep on going until you see cars, then you've arrived. And I was like, what? So we passed the, the garbage dump like three or four times. I was like, well, there's a dump. There's a dump again. There it is again. Because why? Because get dirt road after dirt road after dirt road. No more sign. No more balloons. No more nothing. And I was thinking, is it just us? Is it just, it has to be just us. And came to find out if you weren't from that town, you were lost because everybody else knew exactly where they were going, okay? So we got there, we parked, I'm in a dress, and it's, we had to have four-wheel drive. Literally, it is like, I was like, this is crazy. So now even more so, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for reminding me to bring my own food. Uh, okay, we found this place. Okay, babe, we're going to be in and out. Now, we went because we love our friends, but in and out, okay? In and out. So we're walking and walking, and it was a long walk. I was like out of breath. I was like, this, wow, I, I should have drained for this. And so we're going, and we get there, and I literally had to, like, close my mouth because I took the corner, I took the turn, and I went, what? Are we in the right place? It was the most beautiful wedding I have ever seen. 
I was like, wait, what? Because my expectations was distorted because of what I had previously experienced. Okay? I walked in. I was like, oh, my goodness. It could have taken us right out of a magazine. I'm, like, taking pictures, wanting to Instagram everything. It was fabulous. I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I told Holy, oh, just, just put the food down over there. Let's just go, let's just go say hi. And we're, I'm just like in awe of this wedding. And then there comes the food. Prime rib, shrimp, mahi-mahi. Like it had the, I was like, what? What in the world? Like he, he kept on telling me, really? Okay, I get it. It's nice. I was like, we're not leaving. This is like the best ever. And we had so much fun. And as we were going, going down and I said, in the world as in never assume that when we talk to people, they know what we're talking about. When we give directions, never assume that people know what we're talking about. See, it made me think, I wonder how the world views the church. I wonder how the world sees me. Because what do they expect? What kind of directions am I giving? What kind of invitation am I giving? Am I giving the correct directions? Am I being able to live a life where people can see and want to be a part of that? Am I living an authentic life where people will be able to be drawn because there is a king's feast waiting? We know that. We, the saints, know that we are given salvation. We know that there is heaven. We know that there is a feast being prepared for us. We know all of this. But how are we letting others know? What are the directions that we're giving others? And a lot of times, you know, we're not all preachers. We're not all teachers. We're not all social media savvy. We're not always out there saying these things. This is how they will know. By what they see. They will know by what they see church as. They will see us. And are we being authentic? Are we really reflecting Christ? Or are we so busy leading with ourselves that we are giving not so good directions to the king's feast? I want to be able to say, it is here, here, here. Look at this. No, no, no. Wait. Come follow me. I'll show you. Come. Come follow me. That is what we get to do because we know heaven is waiting. We know all the glorious things. We know what God has done for us. So as the saints, this is what we need to do. We need to get in here and we need to know what we're talking about. We need to live it out loud. This is why it's so important for us to stay in the word and be led by the Holy Spirit rather than leading ourselves. Because when we're leading ourselves, we're leading the blind. The world doesn't know. They will only know about what they see. And what are they looking at? What are they seeing? What are we doing that's going to cause them to be excited? That's going to say, oh, I don't need to bring my own stuff. Or it's not in and out. Okay, I'll go because, you know, in and out. We want them to come and say, I am looking forward to it. I want to I wanna know what changed your life. 
I want to know what made you different. Please, show me. This is what the world needs. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 12, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. They, they, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. I am nothing. We are nothing without God. And we are the saints and he has given us an identity. He knows us. We know him. But our unbelieving neighbors don't. They will see him and come to know him through us. What are we showing? What do we see? What do they see? Are we aligning ourselves with Christ? Am I, am I going to get equipped? Or am I just going to stay the same? Am I just going through the motions? And remaining the same. If we remain the same and we're still in the same spot and we keep on complaining about the same things and there's keep on, and people will come with scriptures and advice and there's this and that, all of that is great, but it will be nothing if you don't make the choice to step out of that and move forward with that. We don't want to stay in the same place, the same thing, over and over and over. That's called insanity. It's crazy. We want to move. We want to reflect Christ. We need to commit. We need to go for the long haul. We need to take out some time and energy. We need to persevere. And those moments will come. And the battles will rise. But when you're called out, you can say, uh uh-uh, I don't think so. Nice try. I don't think so. Get behind me, Satan. Really? Really? He has no power over God. He's not, he shouldn't even be compared. He has no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You need to walk in it. Walk in that truth. Let it live out loud in your life. That is where the authenticity will come. That is where people will say, I want 
to go where you're going. I need help. I need that. I want that. And then we can say, welcome to the king's feast. No need to bring your own food. Your prime rib, shrimp, sashimi, store-bought stuff. It's all good in the kingdom of God. It's all good. You can ask the worship team to come up. Then turn with me to Proverbs verse 1, chapter 1. So good. God is so good. God is so good that he sends uh, his Holy Spirit to help us. We know that Solomon was given a choice. What do you want? He could have had riches, kingdoms, but he asked for wisdom, knowledge. How many times, oh man, if only I knew better. How many times have we ever said, I know I've said it, if I could go back in time and know what I know now, I would have done things differently. I would have changed a long time ago. I would have avoided all of that pain. But you know, God is so good because even through the pain, he brings joy. He promises us joy through the trials. He doesn't promise us happiness. He doesn't promise us all these things. He does promise you salvation. He does promise you hope, joy. He does promise that he will equip you. He will prepare a way. He will make your path straight. He will light, put a light upon your feet. We don't want to wander the darkness no more. We don't need to. And neither should our friends and family that do not know Jesus Christ. This is what it says in Proverbs. To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will t- attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma, and words of the wise and their rid- riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We are no fools. We are the children of God. And we do not want to despise wisdom or instruction. And we want, when we are taught, and when we dig into our our Bibles, when we read, write, we need to apply and then we do it over and over and over and over again because we get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then when you lift up the sword, easy to tell the enemy, ooh, I don't think so. Move aside. Me and my God got this. I don't need to be what I used to be because I get to look forward to what is to come. And I want to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. I want others to say, hey, what is it that you have? Because I need it. And I can say, you know, come, come, let me show you. Because there's salvation. Our debts are paid. 
We are new creation in Christ. We are no longer part of that world. But instead, we will transform that world. We will be that light. So we are we no longer in the darkness. And we get to stand in his wonder, wonderful light. Because he is a good God. And we don't want to despise instruction. And we need the Holy Spirit. Amen? Why don't we stand? And we're going to we're going to close tonight and we're gonna sing and we're gonna worship the God who gives us all of that. Thank you, Lord, for being that God. Thank you, Lord, for living your truth. May we be authentic when we reflect your son Jesus. We ask, Father, that your Holy Spirit lead. Lead us. Help us to recognize quickly when the flesh is in the way. We know, Father, that this is a sword. Equip us, Father. Continue to equip us as we apply your word to our lives. Continue to get us trained so that we can be participants of your team, the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.